Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome in. It's another Panther Rants podcast with Watt Harris. Well, it's Monday. We're back at it. And of course, I'm in my commute as well. And Lord knows what's going on here because I'm trying to get on the on the freeway and and it's backed up. Maybe it's a case of the moon days. I don't know. Well, starting off. I guess we'll talk March Madness here to begin in the, in the uh, beginning, because well, for one thing, I gave my March Madness, Madness picks, and they were really bad, so bad I was really off on a lot of them. But uh, looking back, the Sweet Sixteen, you know, you had a little, you know, Sweet Sixteen, nothing too suspenseful. You had a little Chicago. Winning a game over out Nevada, and pretty much it was already in the books. I mean, the guy hit a late three, to cut the lead to one, but really, that just making the score look as close as it was. And I thought Nevada would beat Loyola Chicago. I thought they would be, cha- you know, they'd be challenged by Nevada, which they, which they kind of were, but I figured Nevada would pull it off, but. Nevada was sloppy both their both of their wins and uh, obviously you can't do it against this little Chicago team. I had Texas A&M beat Michigan and Michigan beat the crap out of Texas A&M. They almost dropped a hundred on them. That's how bad that game was. I thought A&M was going to fly high but Michigan spread the ball out with their guards and they were just drilling threes left and right. You know, uh, A&M just couldn't stop them. Kentucky, we all thought was going to be in the, in the Final Four. They choked against Kansas State of all teams, and I don't think Kansas State was all that great. But they were going to have to beat a Kentucky team that they just choked. I didn't think FSU would hit with Beacon Zaga. I mean, they just Beacon Zaga. They crushed them. Gonzaga really had no chance in that game. And I thought they would go to another Elite Eight, but Gonzaga lost a good bit from their from their team. And there was talk over the week of them of them joining the Mountain West Conference, which I found kind of uh, fascinating. Suppose it's going to help their tournament resume, but. Do they really need help with their resume that bad? I mean, they've been to the they've been the March Madness almost every, just about every year. 
So I don't really see how they would need to just jump into another conference. Maybe it's more money, more television exposure, probably is what they're looking for. But they're doing they're, they're, they've been doing well in their conference right now. And if anything, this uh, opens the door for maybe St. Mary's to be the you know the top dog in the conference, where they can where they can uh, you know go to the NCAA tournament every year now. Kansas, obviously, they beat Clemson by four. Clemson gave a good run, but in the end, Kansas was just too much. And then, of course, we had Villanova and West Virginia. I figured the Hoopies would give Nova a game for most of it, but in the end, Nova would have went out with her, with her, you know, with her, uh, with her talent. From top to bottom, they're more complete than West Virginia is. But they had a good, but the you know, West Virginia always has a good run in the tournament. I mean. Oh, they've only been the one final four, but they've always seemed to wreak some sort of havoc in the tournament. The fact that they got to lead eight before Pitt did makes it kind of envious. Because the final four is something we've been dying to get to, and we've we've had the teams to do it, and for some reason when the tournament comes, we just uh, well we choke, and of course we choke there as well. And it looks like there's a either a traffic light out or there's a wreck somewhere. I thought the guess is probably a traffic light out. No. No, it's a probably wreck on the freeway. It's raining here in Houston, which means you're usually good for a wreck on the freeway. I don't know what it is with, with, with driving in the rain here in Houston, but it just uh, it plays with people's freaking minds. And it, ma- it makes people drive like idiots like this guy in front of me who's just cutting, who's just cutting in and out of lanes without using his turn signal. But yeah, I mean, I've been having against West Virginia. I mean, they just seem to always at least get past the first weekend. Although last year, I mean, they uh, they went out really early against, uh, I think it was Gonzaga. Wasn't expecting that. And of course, the lead eight matchups happened. And pretty much, but, uh, you know, before I get to that, one thing I forgot to talk about was Syracuse and Duke. It was a close game throughout. Syracuse, they weren't really that good offensively this year, but there's but they, they play their zone defense so well. Teams just have such a hard time going against it. And at one point late in the game, Duke was up three. Syracuse was taking the ball in 
and Duke fouled, being up three. For me, it's a mixed bag with fouling up when you're, when you're up three. But in the tournament, I mean, if it would happen during a regular season, if, I, you know, if, if it was Pitt, if they would do it, well, I mean, if it was the team we had now, shoot, I would. I, if they were up three and they fouled, I would. I would. I would have cared really, because they, we just need a freaking win. But if my team was a top twenty-five team and we're fouling up three during the season, I'm not too crazy about it. And in the case of Duke and the the, uh, the game they are playing. I don't blame him for fouling up three. Because if I'm Duke, I don't want to go to overtime playing Sy- playing the Syracuse team because they're dangerous. And, of course, anything can happen at that point. So, they did what they had to to survive and go into the next round. But of course, the Elite Eight, Duke would meet their fate as they would go to overtime against Kansas. They had the opportunity to, t- to beat Kansas in that game. Well, for one thing, they were up, they were up three, and they gave up a really they gave up a three pointer. It was a nice shot by Kansas on that to tie that game up. Once that game was tied, they were screwed on that. They were screwed then. And on top of that, of all the players. You can give the ball to in that final 20, sec- 20 plus seconds. You give the ball to stupid Grayson Allen. I mean, he had all those other, he had all their other talent around him. A lot of better players he could dish the ball to, but they get he decides to take the ball in his hands and try to win the game. I'm not sure if people. I'm not sure. People have ever told Grayson Allen that he's not that guy. When it comes down to it, you're not the guy we're giving the ball to. Because you just don't have it. I mean, it was a horrible friggin' sequence for him, too, because the way he was dribbling the ball, I'm surprised Kansas didn't strip him at that point or let him, he loses it. It was a horrific sequence. But uh, Kansas moved on, of course. As Tom was taking down, Duke needed a shot. Grayson Allen chucked up a bunch of threes, and eventually he hit. Eventually he nailed a three, but it, it was uh, they were down, I guess, about seven points at that point. Ooh. And of course, you're just you're just. Uh, It's all about the uh, the cover at that point, or what you picked on the crowd line. I mean, I had I had Duke losing the Kansas in the crowds line app where you predict scores. Adam was the A some seventy four, so I wasn't too I wasn't too happy when uh, Grayson Allen hit that three because it hurt my score in that game. 
which I do recommend to you guys if you want to, you know, uh, play a free play a free game. Go, uh, go to the crowd line, download the app, put your email in, stuff like that. And what you do basically, it's free. You don't pay nothing, and all you do is predict scores of games. It could be baseball, soccer, bat. Right now, it's basketball. A lot of basketball, and. If you win certain contests, you'll win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card, which I which I won one during the, the NFL playoffs, and I've won a bunch during this basketball season. Not not a hundred dollar cards, but I've won ten dollar Amazon gift cards. Like I just won one uh, last week, actually, because I finished in the top twenty five in the scores. So yeah, it's like uh, you know, number one, you, you get a hundred dollar gift card. I think two to five, you get a twenty-five dollar gift card, and then six to twenty-five, you get ten dollar Amazon gift cards. So, yeah, check out that app; it's really cool. I mean, if you're uh, if you're sick of playing Fanduel and not winning whatever, tired up your funds, and whereas for me, Fanduel is banned in Houston. I mean, DraftKings is still legal here, but the thing about it is um, daily fantasy sports are still are pretty much illegal in Texas overall. So I really don't feel like playing uh, DraftKings and, you know, weighing a whole bunch of money and, of course, having the, uh, you know, Attorney General up knocking at my door. But Villanova move on. Michigan moved on, of course. There was a big stink with that where down four, Leonard Hamilton did a foul with 10 seconds left. And, of course, he got supposedly nasty with the reporter. I think the guy just wanted to go to bed. And, uh, you know, he talked about the whole thing. And he, he didn't apologize about what happened. I don't think he really had to. You know, you're, you're going up to him after a tense moment, and that was that. Lola Chicago moved on to the Final Four, which shocked the hell out of me. Hell, it shocks everybody. But I did pick them in my uh, in the free Fandle bracket contest, though. Their only surviving team is Lola Chicago. I had um, you had to pick five teams. I picked Lola Chicago, Arizona, North Carolina, and I think Michigan State. And they all they all died, I think, early. Actually, I think the first weekend they all died. But still, I mean, you have one bracket where it's Michigan versus Lola Chicago, and then you got Duke, not Duke, I'm sorry, Kansas, and uh, Villanova. I think, uh, obviously, the game of the people are going to say it's going to determine a national title is Kansas and Villanova. Two really good teams. I thought this year would be the would be the year of the Big 12. And it was hilarious because you had one person from the Post-Gazette make a stupid post about how uh, Los Chicago is in and no ACC team is in the uh, Final Four. I guess he was doing the try to, the try to troll all the ACC you know, pit slash ACC brethren and I had to remind him that the ACC played in the national championship game for basketball for the last three years. 
So obviously we can't beat them all. Stupid ass. But, anyways. This could be the end of the Jayhawk, but you know, Philadelphia's a really good team, and I don't know how that's going to you know, I'm not sure if uh, Kansas can survive, but still, it's going to be a tough game. And I mean, Kansas has been challenged before in this tournament, so especially this one as well. I mean, they, they've been they've been challenged, so something could happen there. I mean, the Big Twelve is going to be scary good next year because Tech, you know, had, had a nice run. Kansas and Bruce Weber, Kansas State and Bruce Weber, you know, they had a good run as well. I mean, there was a good bunch of teams, West Virginia. TCU, obviously. I mean, they're going to be in the talk next year for the, for the Big 12 title, probably. Michigan, Loyola, Chicago, I think it's going to be a really good game. Despite what some think. Or they may think right now. I think it's going to be a really good game, mainly because you got two really good teams, two really well coached teams. Because Bayland's teams are always really well coached, and this little Chicago team—they're just well coached as well. They, you know, both these both these uh, programs—they play team ball, and they work. So this—I mean, this game may be this game may be better than the Kansas and Villanova game. We'll see. But we'll talk about that later in the week. Now we get to the pit head coaching search. As I said last last podcast, I recommend that people just sit back and chill out. And of course, that didn't work out because you got certain accounts posting stuff. Obviously, the hot topic yesterday was John Shire, an assistant to Duke, for three years. Supposedly being considered, as, being considered as a serious candidate for the Pitt basketball job. Well, for one thing, that's dumb. Second of all, this coaching search has had such a tight lip that I really doubt he's being considered at this point. Nobody knows he's being considered. There are guys have been interviewed, and of course, you know, you had the coach from St. Bonaventure that got interviewed, and people freaked out over that. Mark Schmidt, yeah. Uh, I knew the name sounded familiar because he was at Robert Morris for so many years. And he actually built Robert Morris up to be a you know, decent program. Because they were an absolute disaster for a while. And I know when Dane Need when Dane Need had him for one year, they they won only two games. Then he bounced after that year to go to Duquesne, which was I felt odd because from Duquesne's standpoint, how the hell do you hire a guy that just took uh, Robert Morris to only two wins total that year? 
I just never understood. I remember he was on the Mark Mann show and the Mark Mann was interviewing him. And I just was like, how in the hell did this, they hire him? So you had that. John Shire, obviously, is being considered as a serious candidate, which I thought was, you know, was dumb. Because you're better off just hiring Brandon Knight because he, he, he was an assistant for the longest time. And he still is. Right now, now at Rutgers. He's just as qualified as Shire. And I, and I posted a picture of Sean King and I said, if you really want to stop this Shire hiring, just summon this guy. He'll, he'll clean us. He'll clean this out real quick. And of course, another uh, person. You know what? I said Bruce Pearl for Kansas State. I meant Bruce Weber. One of the, one of the two. I don't know. They have, they have the same freaking name. Who cares? Speaking of him, he was considered uh, as, a, as a candidate for Pitt as well, which is probably a ploy from his agent to be a um, probably to get some more money. I can't see him ever being considered a Pitt because if you look at his resume, it's good. But he took Illinois in the national title game, but that was like in his first or second year just taking over that program. So, somebody had to leave him with some good players, at least. So, he did pretty well with them. And, of course, then, once his players left, he had a bunch of down years. And Illinois kind of fell off the map. And they haven't really got there since. And, of course, he moves on. He takes over Kansas State, and, of course... Kansas State had Bob Huggins, and they had another coach. I forget his name. Ugh. He coaches at South Carolina now. He was a really good recruiter, too, and a good coach. So, obviously, he left Weber really some really good players there as well. So, I, yeah, I really wouldn't consider him either. The thing is, is nobody really knows what's going on with the, with the search. All I know is he lost out Danny Hurley. Sean Miller, obviously that too. We know nothing. And so, like I said, chill. Because people freaking over John Shire is, is, is even more ridiculous. And basically, it's a it's just a it's a twi- Twitter account called Coaching Changes, and they don't know shit from anything. They've been wrong on. They've been wrong. Uh, just about anything, and when pit fans call them out, they start trashing pit fans. So they know nothing. But anyways, guys, I'll just leave it at that because there's not much else to talk about on those two topics. I mean, I could talk about Johnny Manziel and Colin Kaepernick, which was, you know, people think Johnny Manziel is being blackballed. I guess like Colin is, but the thing about Johnny is he's not so much being blackballed. It's because it's because, uh, he was a shitty quarterback and he had a lot of off field issues and 
at this at this juncture, I don't think teams are really going to consider investing in time in him. But me, I mean, unlike Colin, at least he's getting workouts. Hell, Colin Cabot can't even get a workout. So, you got that. But anyways, guys, enjoy the rest of the week. Hell out of pit. Bye.